All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And good morning and welcome once again to Invest Wisely with your expert, Walt Secura. Now, Walt Secura is the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors here in Fairlawn. And if you're a first-time listener to this program or just uh, stumbled about and said, whoa, what's this guy doing on the air at the crack of dawn? He has been in the business of trading stocks for more than 30 years. He has seen the tech bubble burst in the 90s. He has seen the after effects of 9-11-2001. He lived through the 2008 uh, semi-recession, if you want to call it that. And he is right now dealing with uh, what I guess will be called the virus market on Wall Street. So if you've been wondering what's been going on with your stocks and investments, you want to find out more about uh, what may be in store for you, and also learn how uh, Robert W. Baird and Akron Wealth Advisors invest their clients' money directly into individual stock portfolios meant to weather such uh, incidences as we're going through right now. You stay tuned. You can call anytime this hour and talk to talk to Walt directly about stocks and about your, your investment questions about the market. 330-673-1234 here in Akron, outside of Akron and on WNIR.com, toll free 800-669-4100. Well, Walt, last week said you kind of liked when things were really moving in the market and going up and down. You found it very exciting. You must have been uh, just delirious last week. <laughs> yeah, Bob, the excitement continues, that's for sure. Um, you know, this market continues to uh, go up and down quite quite dramatically, and, and, you know, the volatility has definitely come back. Um, you know, the coronavirus is definitely the headline news, and it, it continues to spread. Um, big rallies, you know, in the market both ways, up and down. Uh, the Federal Reserve uh, seemed worried enough that they had an emergency rate cut, um, the 50 basis point rate cut, uh, which caused a little bit of uh, panic in, in, all, in all regards. And, um, you know, we saw Joe Biden get back into the race for the Democratic nomination. So there was a lot of things happening last week. Um, at the end of the week, Bob, I mean, it was a positive week for the Dow Jones. So it ended up 455 points for the week, or 1.8%. We closed to 25,000, 864.78. Uh, the S&P was up about 0.6% for the week. Um, and the NASDAQ uh, also ticked up about 0.1. Uh, Year-to-date, uh, if, you, if you look at those numbers, I mean, year-to-date, Dow's down about 9.37%. The S&P's off about 8 and the NASDAQ's off about 4.42. And like we said, the rates, Treasury rates, uh, continue to fall. And again, the reason we look at Treasuries is it kind of sets the rates for the rest of the bond market or fixed income market. But Rates are at all-time lows. Uh, we got the one-year at 0.39%, uh, the five-year at 0.58%, the 10-year at 0.74%, um, and the 30-year at one25 So, 
again, all-time lows uh, as far as those rates go. Now, the you know, coronavirus and uh, the fear of the coronavirus, as you've said before, Walt, there's two things that drive investors really, greed and fear. And the fear seems to be the one that's driving investors right now. You know, what, what do we know about, about fear in general and how it behaves in the economic markets? Yeah, I mean, Bob, we talked about this a little bit last week. You know, fear has come back. And, and now that the possibility of loss is, is on everybody's mind, Again, I think it's really starting to change behavior. Um, and also, you know, we see a real shift in supply and demand. Um, you know, supply and demand drives most economic equations. And, uh, you know, the demand for stocks is less. You know, people don't have the risk appetite as much. Um, and, you know, that people want to shift to something that's more stable and, and safe. So as you get those shifts in supply and demand, it definitely changes, you know, the perception um, of, of where returns come from, and that changes behavior and ultimately changes prices of, of securities. Um, you know, there's this old paradox, um, it's called, you know, the diamond bucket or water bucket paradox. And, you know, depending on where you're at, you know, that one, one bucket may be more important than the other. I mean, a, a bucket of diamonds sure is nice if we're sitting here in Kent, Ohio, Bob, but if you're in the middle of the desert, you know, a bucket of water would be way more important. So, you know, I think that's what you see here is that, that behavioral shift uh, that's going on with, with investors. Now, what can investors do or should they do anything? Again, you've been doing this for more than 30 years. You've been guiding your clients through similar ups and downs and before for other reasons. You know, what, what do you tell them to do just to uh, relax and, you know, don't panic? Or is that the worst thing you can tell somebody to do is not to panic? Well, I think that's what an advisor's trained to do is, you know, bring less emotion to the table and tell people not to panic. But people are panicking. You know, people are worried. And, and when they see their statements and values go down, it's not a good feeling. Um, you know, if I just retired this month and, you know, all of a sudden I have, if I had a million dollars and now I have $900,000 because the market's off 10%, I mean, you can tell somebody not to panic, but at the end of the day, they have emotions, they have fear. Um, so, you know, you have to, you, you know, have a balanced case and you have to be able to present information in a way that gives people the confidence to stay with the plan, if that if that makes sense. Or this is another chance for us to assess risk. You know, Bob, again, it's real easy for any prospect I meet to tell me that they're OK with risk and they're fine because the market's done nothing but go up for 10 years. But when we're in a time of volatility, you truly find you know, which people, which clients, which prospects can accept risk and can accept risk. So I think as advisors, it's a good point in time to really listen and, and also assess, you know, how much risk somebody should be willing to take. So directly, Walt, what are you doing with your clients at Akron Wealth Advisors uh, during this time? Yeah, number one, we're communicating. You know, I think that's what a good advisor does. And, you know, we're picking up the phone quick or we're calling out. We're making a lot of outbound calls, you know, talking to our clients um, and just listening and, you know, trying to hear what their fears are and what their emotions are. Um, again, I said last week, Bob, you know, we have no idea what the market's going to do, but we have a really good idea what our clients are going to do, having done this for 30 years. Uh, so you try to get on top of it. Um, we're trying to, you know, we tell them it's kind of like losing weight, Bob. Like if you don't want to look at the scale too often, if you're trying to lose weight, you know, if, if I say, hey, I'm 30 pounds overweight and I go home and I get on the scale seven times today. I'm just going to irritate myself, you know, because I'm not going to, and the weight's not going to change in a day. And I think that's the same thing you tell clients now, you know, looking at your account too much, uh, staring at your statements too much, you know, going back to it over and over and over again. It's not going to change in a, in a day or a week. 
uh, it may take a little bit of time here for us to uh, work back to where we need to be. Again, we're talking to Walt Sequeiro. He is with Akron Wealth Advisors. He is a managing partner there. He and his team invest their clients' money directly into individually picked portfolios of stocks that are in the stock market. Uh, and the market is up, market is down. Their clients still uh, persist. And uh, again, the wisdom of what they're doing with the stocks keeps them from feeling some of these uh, dramatic swings in the market. But still, people are concerned. And if you are concerned, you can certainly call Walt now and, and ask him questions about your particular investments or anything you'd like to uh, to really kind of you know, chew the fat with them. 330-673-1234-800-669-4100. Now let's talk about in our segment called Stock Talk. Uh, a good time, again, to call up if you have any questions about specific stocks that you're interested in buying or owning right now and watching them go up and, and or go down. Uh, let's talk about, about the individual stocks and what you have heard. Uh, as we always have heard, that uh, even the market goes down, and that's like putting stocks on sale in uh, Wise investors like to buy things on sale. Now, when you do this, and within your portfolio of stocks, uh, you know how do you uh, how do you work that? Yeah, so Bob, we you know we have a list of stocks that we're focused on. Like I said, I mean this helps us tremendously in times like this because again, I'm not really concerned about the market. You know, I, again, I'll say it over and over again: it's not a stock market; it is a market of stocks. So when we have these ideas, we can go back and really focus on businesses and changes. And, you know, we can start to think about, you know, how we want to rate these these ideas. I look at every portfolio just like a report card. You know, I like when my kids came home and brought the report card, I, you know, you want to see A's. Um, but it's sometimes they have a B. But the, the question you have is, can that B become an A? What do you got to do to get it up? And, and then, then when they have C's, that's problematic. So we do the same thing with our stock portfolios. I go through and kind of rate the stocks, and I say, what are my A stocks, what are my B stocks, what are my C stocks? And, and what hap- helps us in a time like this is I can say, you know what, some of these C stocks, I think I want to move out. And, you know, do the B stocks really, can they become A's? And will the A's stay A's? You know, what do they have to do to continue to, to stay at those higher grades? Um, so that's kind of how we look at, you know, the portfolios. And that helps because, again, I'm not getting caught up and all this, you know, the big picture stuff is happening and you have to interpret it in a balanced way. But again, I can go back to the specifics of what we're investing in and, and have a lot more confidence through this process. Now, have you made any changes in your portfolios during this uh, this time of, uh, of uh, active trading? Yeah, I really have, Bob. I told you, you know, two weeks ago before this whole thing started and it wasn't because we were trying to be too smart. It was just discipline. We had pared back. Some of our big holdings, you know, we had paired back uh, Microsoft and Apple and NVIDIA because they had done so well the year before, and we felt like it was a time just to right-size the percentage in the portfolio. We sold off a couple of these C stocks, and, and we've been watching the drops uh, in the market. And I continued to look at a couple of the other C stocks that I had and, and you know, made some changes this week. Um, we did buy a little bit of Amazon. I took a small position in Amazon. We took a small position in Facebook. And we took a small position in a, in a stock called Transdime, uh, TDG out of Cleveland. Hmm. What about uh, what about the again talk about these stocks and why you uh, got into those particular stocks? Sure. Well, Amazon we just like here. I've always liked Amazon. I wasn't a, always a believer. Um, you know that the valuation made sense, and the valuation is still a little bit expensive here, but. You know, I just, I look at the last quarter and it really impressed me, Bob. The more I look at the numbers, you know, they had a 21% increase in revenue uh, up to $87.4 billion for the quarter. 
Um, it seems like their their logistics system is top notch. They keep investing in it and building it out. I mean, you know, items can be delivered so quickly, and I think consumers again. Uh, the delivery of products right now, especially in the fear of a virus, you're probably going to have a lot more people ordering things and have them delivered to avoid, you know, malls and things of that nature uh, going to the store. Um, and also their prime memberships have reached 150 million globally. So, again, it's just a stock that, you know, we felt like with the dynamics, what was happening, the fact that it traded off a little bit, um, we had another position we wanted to trade out of. It, it made some sense to take a position there. Now, you talked about uh, Transdime last week. You told me that it was a company based, based up in Cleveland that makes airplane parts. Um, is, it kind of, is it wise, do you think, to buy a stock in the airline industry based on the current outlook for, for travel, which is not good? Yeah, but I mean, this stock has sold off quite a, quite a bit this year. And, um, you know, we like the price where, it is, where it's at. And I think we had an opportunity last week to buy in. Uh, we, we got in a little bit under $500 a share. You know, Transdime is a market leader in, in the manufacturing of proprietary components uh, used to build and service airplanes uh, in, the, in the commercial industry and also the defense industry. Uh, their intellectual property is amazing. They have 197 registered patents um, and, you know, 130 trademarks. And when you look at this company, everything from, you know, pumps and valves, motors and actuators, uh, the water faucet and systems that are on these planes... Uh, connectors and couplings, batteries, chargers, uh, you know, the cockpit security systems, uh, engineer composite and elastomers, um, audio systems on the plane, lighting and instrumentation, you know, they, they just provide so much here. And uh, incredible pricing power, you know, the fact that, you know, airlines surely don't want to skimp on the products. And if they're doing repairs, uh, they have a very diverse uh, supply chain who they sell to. Um, Boeing is their largest company that they sell to with 10% of sales uh, coming from Boeing, but they also sell the Airbus, um, Lockheed Northern, Northrop Grumman, Raytheon, and and all the commercial airlines out there as well are buying parts, you know, from Transdime. So we really like this company. We, we think it was a, a good opportunity to get a small position. We could definitely buy more, all three of the ones that I talked about, Amazon, Facebook, and uh, trans time, we would not hesitate to buy a little bit more if there's a, a little bit more weakness in price here. Again, you're talking to Walt Secura. He's also talking about stocks. If you'd like to call him up and, and ask him about any particular stock that, that you've been involved in, that you'd like to buy, or that you're wondering maybe we should sell it right now, give us a call, 330-673-1234. And also, if you'd like to talk more to Walt about what's going on in the market uh, today, what it could mean to you, uh, what you should be doing, if anything, 330-673-1234. Outside of Aquinet on WNR.com from anywhere, 800 669 as we've talked about, and again, for the first-time listeners, Aquin Wealth Advisors does a lot more than just to invest clients' money in stock portfolios. They also provide advice on, on financial planning, retirement planning. They do estate plan reviews. They do tax return reviews, and tax time is is, is a coming. They also uh, look at things like Roth conversion analyses, uh, Social Security analyses, uh, stock option analyses, uh, transaction tax uh, analyses. And you do this, plus all the wealth planning that you can offer to your clients and uh, also prospective prospects. So it's a big, a big uh, roster of things that you do. And uh, I wonder if uh, again, how many of your clients actually take advantage of, of all these services? Uh, quite a few, Bob. You know, and again, we don't it, we, we approach it based on client needs. You know, I think um, for for most of our clients who are extremely you know successful families, individuals, you know. 
they come in and they have a pretty good plan put together already. I mean, these, the, you know, a lot of the individuals we work with that, you know, have already uh, started down some paths, you know, they're, they're looking for maybe some specific advice or, you know, have a specific problem that they're, they're looking for. And, and again, I, I think a big part of what we do is, you know, again, the investment management side, which a lot of people in our business are starting to really discount uh, the investment management, Bob, you know, they, they say things like, well, you know, it's the planning, but I, I, I use the analogy again, it's like you and I planning for a vacation. I mean, we can plan all we want, but you still need a, a pretty reliable car with a pretty strong engine to get you to where you're headed. And the same thing with a, a plan for financial planning, you know, yeah, the plan is important, but you still need a really good investment process behind it. So uh, our, you know, our clients or prospects come to us, we do a lot of listening. Uh, you know, the process could be different for each individual. You know, we don't try to force them through. Uh, this is how we do things. Um, you know, we're very open minded. And, you know, my partner and I have been doing this for a long, long time. And, you know, we're able to listen and and then respond appropriately to, to what somebody really wants us to do. Again, Wall Secure is available right now, 330-673-1234. We talk about, about the market, about how we invest as clients' money. And again, the market is a is a top news story. So once more, any questions you have, you're welcome to call and be part of the program and be part of our discussion of what's what's happening in the markets. As you said, Walt, and we have uh, told our listeners who've been doing this for, for 30 years, uh, uh, you've seen these other adjustments that uh, have now become part of legend. The uh, Again, the tech bubble of the 90s, uh, 9-11, 2008. But each one of those, of course, like any other event, they're all slightly different. Uh, how can you contrast, uh, for example, what happened in 2008 to what's happening today? What do you see as the uh, similarities and also as the significant differences? Yeah, I think there there's some similarities in the fact that, you know, there's uh, uncertainties. And, and I think that's what's misunderstood, Bob, a lot of times. You know, people in our industry, we, we talk with such authority sometimes and such confidence and you know, we, we become experts in areas that we're not experts in, you know, just like the coronavirus. Um, you know, I'm not an epidemiologist. Um, I, I don't understand disease and illness. I've, I've spent a lot of times the last couple of weeks learning and, and trying to understand, you know, what's a balanced scorecard. But I think when you go back to 2007, 2008, there was a financial crisis, uh, which came out of the, mor- the mortgage, the, the housing boom, and, you know, a lot of uh, very bad uh, lending decisions were being made. Credit was made too easy, um, and and really we paid the price, you know, for some you know really bad standards as far as credit quality was concerned, and that really impacted the market and hurt the market. A lot of people didn't see uh, the depth of of that mortgage crisis, and uh, you know this time it's the coronavirus, which you know seems like I said for most experts that I'm looking at. There's still a lot of data that needs to be collected, and there's still belief that it's not as serious as maybe we're making it out to be. But the reality is we really don't know, Bob, and it really doesn't matter because these things become self-fulfilling. You know, right now, if you look at what's happening out there, I mean, we're canceling, you know, events. I mean, schools are closing. Um, People are staying home. You know, there's... uh, uh, concerts that are being moved, uh, people, you know, big companies are telling their workers to work from home. Uh, there's panic at Costco, people running in and, you know, and, and buying things off the shelves. So it's, it's almost self-fulfilling. You know, if the consumer slows down, that slows down businesses, which is going to slow down the economy, which is going to lead us to, a, you know, a possible recession. And, 
you know, it really is that behavior and those shifts and expectation and those shifts in demand that are similar between 2007 and eight and now, you know, when you, when you have these big shifts going on and it leads to people changing their behavior, because at the end of the day, you and I, Bob, as consumers are such an important part of this economy, you know, consumer economy. Once we start seeing shifts in consumer behavior, it really impacts the market dramatically. Yeah, well, a similar situation that I can remember, going back to the 1970s, how many people out there would remember the swine flu scare? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and again, that was a similar concern about a virus that supposedly came from pigs. Uh, they were talking about uh, vaccines, and it was very similar to now, other than the fact that we didn't have a 24-7 news cycle. We didn't have uh, the kind of sensationalized uh, news on the social media that we have now. And while it became almost a boondoggle because it sort of petered out in nothing and now is laughed at, uh, again, you look at it, something that was happening right now, and uh, the more wise would say, but these are buying opportunities here. Mm-hmm. You know, where would the secretaries be that you would say these are buying opportunities on these down days that you would say, you know, I, that might be a good thing to get into. Sure. Well, I think you start with, you know, you can go top down and bottom up, Bob. So, again, we're following a lot of companies, and we know what companies we want to buy and what what prices. But you could also just start thinking top down, and you could say, you know, things like sit-down restaurants might take a big hit. You know, I mean, uh, uh, places like Darden, you know, Olive Garden and, and Capitol Grill and all the places that people go out to eat. I mean, if this thing does, you know, play out... Uh, those stocks could take a big hit. Uh, winners would be maybe more delivery and uh, type of stocks, which again is the reason we looked at Amazon. Um, other losers are definitely travel stocks. You know, we definitely see a big impact there, and it may take some time uh, to for those travel stocks to recover. Um, other winners may be you know in-home media stocks. You know, companies like Netflix or uh, social media stocks like Facebook, where people are having a little bit more time and and you spend a little bit more time in the home, they're gonna you know, use the entertainment that they have at their hands or in front of their eyes. So, you know, you just think through these things. And and again, you try to say, how do we want to be positioned through this? Uh, What changes can we make? How can we optimize uh, the portfolios that we're running? And and I think that's that's the right thing to do. Now, the obvious sector then people will talk about is a healthcare products, uh, you know, the medical sector, people who make face masks, people who make drugs, you know, for many years, those sectors have been uh, um, actually overpriced and uh, not, not a, considered a good investment because the costs have been so high on those particular companies. Uh, would you look at those companies now and say, well, maybe we'd want to uh, you know, look at those more, more steadily, even though they are rather costly? Well, I think across the world, Bob, I think one thing this points out is that the, really the investment in healthcare has to be considered. And you know, we can't really, I think as countries, as because companies, you know, we can't, um, you know, discount the importance of healthcare, and this probably does put a premium back there. That you know, some of these uh, R stocks that have you know big R and D budgets and are looking for uh, you know ways to improve um, our health and, and our lifestyles are, are really going to become more important. Um, so yeah, and and I think you know politically, there's probably going to be some additional pressures. I mean. You know, there's been a lot of political pressure on the healthcare companies, but we do have here in the United States one of the best healthcare systems in the world. Um, so, yeah, I think, Bob, there's going to be some opportunities there and, and probably some acquisitions being made and, uh, you know, definitely maybe a different approach the way governments look at healthcare spending as well. 
In your portfolio as an Akron Wealth Advisors, do you have any positions in any healthcare companies? Um, yeah, but we we have Avvi. Um, we've owned that for quite a while, um, and, and Avvi is the they their biggest uh, medicine is Umera. Um, we also at times have had positions in Merck and Pfizer, some of the big pharmaceutical companies. Uh, we're always looking. Um, I think Medtronic. We current we currently have a position in Medtronic as well in our, our large cap portfolio. And in our small cap portfolio, we have a company called Jazz Pharmaceuticals. So we do look at that that industry. I, I was always a big fan of it. I think, you know, 20 years ago in my career, they were some of the best stocks that you could own. Um, as, you know, some of these companies were coming up with, you know, medicines for uh, cardiovascular illness and, and, you know, some of those, uh, you know, big blockbuster type of drugs. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a great industry, and again, it, it has patents a lot of times, which gives some protection to the companies as they develop these drugs, and um, those are again create those kind of economic moats that we always talk about. What's well, Walter Care once more with Akron Wealth Advisors? We're talking we're talking about the services you provide, and again, investing your clients' money in individual stock portfolios. Let's just touch on what does this cost the client. Now, what you know? What is your fee structure? If they come to you and want to invest money, you know, do they have to? They give you a regular, like an attorney's fee, an hourly rate, or if they want to have some of the financial planning things you advise, or do you charge for those extra? I don't know, but we we start with the conversation. We just try to, you know, basically qualify someone, making sure that they're going to be a good fit for us. You know, that might be a conversation or two. Uh, once we decide to, you know, engage a client and and you know, a prospect and bring them into the you know, hopefully the client fold. We'll do a lot of work on the front end, and a lot of that work is done with, you know, what without an upfront charge. I mean, the, the really relationship that we develop is that if we implement this, that hopefully the client implements, you know, everything across the board. They bring, you know, their investment dollars to us, and we typically charge a fee. Um, the fees start at 1.5%, and they, they scale down depending on how much, um, you know, a client brings to us to manage. Our average fee is about 1.1% for, for the client base that we work with. Um, so we really don't charge, you know, transactions, uh, you know, commissions of that regard, or we don't necessarily charge for the planning process or a lot of these wealth uh, planning things that you talk about, Bob. You know, we, we can do a Social Security analysis for someone or we can do a, a tax uh, analysis or, you know, look at their stock options and give them a plan. All those things are done as part of the overall um, process that we put together. And you're interested in, in talking to Walt. You would listen to the show. You'd like to see what he would do for you as a as a client, either for, again, the retirement planning, estate planning, the investments. So perhaps you're looking to do something different now with your investments because of what's going on in the market. Let me remind you, their office is at 3560 West Market Street here in Fairlawn. They are affiliated with the Robert W. Baird Company, Private Wealth Management Division. Their local number is 234 234- Four six six seven four seven six. Now that is a fairly recent new area code to our Akron uh, Metro. Two three four four six six seven four seven six. They also have a toll free number eight four four three eight eight four nine five three. 844-388-4953. They also have a website that has a lot more information about, about their stock portfolio. There's a background on, on Walt and his associates there. It's www.akronwealth.rwbaird.com. That's akronwealth.rwbaird.com. 
Com. So, again, keep them in mind if you are looking to, to create a retirement plan, if you're looking to uh, get some professional help with your, with your investments, uh, even if you've been doing it by yourself, you look at something that's happening today, what's happening in the last couple of weeks, you may say, you know, i kind of in over my head. Uh, talk, to, talk to Walt, talk to his team there, and see if they can give you some good advice and a good direction for your investments and your future plans. Because there will be a future, it <laughs> will be coming tomorrow, and uh, all we can say is, uh, whoa. Uh, what can we expect next week, and should we keep the you know, the, uh, the digital recorders running? Yeah, I mean, Bobby asked me that every week, and I mean, it's it, it, like I said, it has gotten a lot more exciting. So again, we'll we'll enter this week, um, you know, paying attention to all those headline news items. Um, we're, we're doing a lot of work again with our clients right now, doing reviews of, of portfolios and looking at our specific clients. I uh, got a couple prospect meetings this week, so. Yeah, look, looking forward to just a, a week of being in the office and, you know, following what's happening and uh, digging a little bit deeper. Again, not afraid to pull some triggers if some of these stocks become a little bit more attractive. Any kind of reports coming out next week? Uh, again, we had the jobs report that came out that was fairly good, but now they're wondering, well, yeah, it was before the coronavirus thing. Anything else coming out this week that you'll be looking at? Um, you know, as far as the, the economic reports, I mean, there's always a couple that come out, Bob. Um, you know, I think the, the jobs report was fascinating last week, though, you know, because, again, the... I mean, the economic data is still saying that our economy is pretty strong. So, um, it, it, you know, we'll continue to watch those metrics. Well, once again, uh, wash your hands, don't touch your face, and uh, call Walt Secure at Akron Wealth Advisors for advice about how to invest your money wisely. Even in a tumultuous market like now, people still come out doing quite well. 234-466-7476, Akron Wealth Advisors, Walt Secure and his team, 234 234- 466-7476 here in Akron, WNIR, Kent Akron. Once again, Walt, thanks for being with us. We'll talk to you next Sunday morning. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Abbey Inc., symbol ABBV. Amazon.com, symbol AMZN. Apple Inc., symbol AAPL. Darden Restaurants Inc., symbol DRI. Facebook Inc., symbol FB. Medtronic Inc., symbol MDT, Microsoft Corporation, symbol MSFT, Netflix Inc., symbol NFLX, NVIDIA Corporation, symbol NVDA, Pfizer Inc., symbol PFE, and Transdime Group Incorporated, symbol TDG. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities discussed during today's broadcast.